Ladies and gentlemen, please stand for the reading of God's holy word. Please turn in your Bibles to two um, simple verses that If you're not careful, after you read them, you might forget them. But they're very important as they come behind a series of, pardon me, of parables with great, thank you. with great weight. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13 verses 51 and 52. As I continue to preach in your hearing, the discipline that Jesus Christ expects of his disciples. Part three, the Just Jesus Evangelistic Campaign, day 1960, since January the 20th, 2017, day 2345, since January the 1st, 2016. Matthew chapter 13, verses 51 and 52. Jesus said unto them, Have ye understood all these things? They say unto him, Yea, Lord, then said he unto them, Therefore every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. Jesus Christ did not have to try to um, talk in a deep manner. He was deep because he's the Ancient of Days. He is God. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. These two verses wrapping up a series of powerful parables uh, are not easily understood. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of 
the Lord Jesus Christ and Holy Father God, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I praise you and hopefully we all praise you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We praise you and we thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And we praise you and we thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years of our lives. And Holy Father God, for those of us who are saved, we individually, hopefully, collectively confess our sins unto you without playing, but in sincerity. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures. As your people who are born again, wash and cleanse our hearts and minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of Christ, and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow. Help us to always rest in your mercy and your grace. And Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of the lost, the religious and lost, the irreligious and lost, including my wife and other people in my family, and uh, uh, people in the church everywhere for something is desperately wrong, and you have certainly pointed it out to me that something is wrong in the church, and what's wrong in the church is we have probably more tares in this day and time than we do have wheat. Many people who are religious and church going and serving in the church, but they're lost. And we pray for them that they would examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith. Uh, in fact, in this long line of parables that we are wrapping up, uh, you dealt with that very thoroughly, very powerfully. And uh, and for some, Lord, it should be very frightening uh, to be in church all of your life and uh, like Judas and never a true believer. And so, Holy Father God, we pray that you would open blinded eyes, unstop deaf ears. And Lord, I'm well aware there are many sweet evangelical people and Christian people who don't like to hear that for some reason, but it is true. And so, Holy Father God, I also pray on this Friday night for on a normal schedule, this is the night, the day the devil begins to kick up against all Bible-believing and gospel-bearing and preaching groups in the family, uh, first and foremost. So, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my own wife, Marika White, 
who is doing quite well in church, but behind the scenes, a different person leading up to church in most on most days. And uh, and uh, others in our family with the same problem. It's a, de- a demonic possession issue. And I know we don't like to talk about this in our Bible churches, Baptist churches, but it is a reality. And Lord, I do pray that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons and his hosts, from the hearts and minds, souls and spirits and lives of my wife and other people in my family and outside of the family, in uh, the church and ministry worldwide. Give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. It is quite amazing how that the devil and devilish people, uh, as long as you do not expose them and deal with them, they'll just keep on doing their devilment behind the scenes, scenes and act like the Brady Bunch at church, but the Adams family behind the scenes at home. Uh, the devil and people who are filled with the devil do not like to be exposed. And uh, it's amazing how they react to that and how they still want you not to expose them and and let them keep on doing their evil behind the scenes like a, uh, a termite. And before you know it, if you don't deal with it, the whole house comes tumbling down. And so, Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would give us sweet victory not only tonight but the afterglow service time oh what a great afterglow we had the popcorn afterglow we had and uh, I thank you for that and Lord uh, uh, I pray that you would bless the dark chocolate afterglow tonight and uh, I pray that you will all help keep us all in a situation and in a mind to keep our hearts and minds stayed on you. Keep us, Lord, therefore, in perfect peace. Help us to continue to pray without ceasing to read your holy word and to meditate on it. And here we are, Lord, by your grace, in the midst of so-called Homosexual Pride Month, which is an abomination and, uh, Lord, a shame. But in the midst, on a Friday night, preaching your holy gospel and your holy word, while even so many of the people who claim to be Christians have uh, uh, gotten caught up in their dissimulation and have gone and left you and left your word and left the church. So Holy Father God, I pray that you will bless and speak to our hearts. Save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving around the world. Thank you Lord for your chastisement and your rebuke in all of our lives and in the church. And as I prayed from the beginning and as you led me to pray, I pray that you'll be thorough with us. And you have and you are. Help us, Lord, all who name the name of Christ to take you seriously. 
In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. Please receive all glory from our feeble efforts. Lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, as we proclaim your Holy Gospel. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, the discipline that Jesus Christ expects of his disciples. Isn't it interesting how we become Christians and we somehow skip over the word disciple. We say that we're Christians, we say that we're believers, but actually we become disciples. And in that word disciples is the word discipline. If you're going to be a true blue Christian, my beloved, discipline is involved. <clears throat> As I have said before, the, the uh, will of man in the Christian life is not much, uh, but um, uh, God is there to help you with the power of the Holy Spirit but you do have to make a decision, and I would venture to say for most of us, it's 1% us and 99% God. I, I don't know how he does that, but uh, you, you do have to make a decision. I had to make a decision to preach tonight. I had to make a decision to pray with my family this morning, twice in the earlier part of the day. I do have to make a decision to pray without ceasing. However, God prompts me, and those of you who know about that, you know what I'm talking about. Most of you don't know about that. The Holy Ghost of God will prompt you to pray. Since uh, my wife, Marika White, who is here helping in the ministry, uh, she, f she does not fully understand that prompting, and so she has a little uh, kitchen clock that that prompts her to pray and uh, and it's good training for those who don't understand the Holy Ghost prompting you to pray and he will do it quite often because you need God at every moment of the day you got the what we just did good Well, my dear friends, Dr. Matthew Henry said, those who teach by their doctrine must teach by their life as well, or else they pull down with one hand what they build up with the other. And that is so true. That is so true. A lifetime of work and the life of Dr. Bill Hybels goes down the drain by going into a woman's hotel room and inviting a woman that's not his wife on a, 
so-called ministry business trip. Lifetime of work and hard work and great work goes down the drain in just a second, a moment of time when a Dr. Brian Houston says he gets drunk and on drugs, which that's bad in itself, goes into a woman's room. If you're drunk and on drugs, there's no telling what you're going to do in a woman's room. And you can't remember what you did. None of that is good. One moment of time, everything, multiple churches down the drain. Dr. Warren Worsby said when Jesus had completed this series of parables, he asked his disciples if they understood them. And they confidently replied, actually in the King James Version, yea, Lord. I mean, yea, Lord, that's kind of casual. We don't talk to the Lord like that. Yea, Lord, we got it, you know. I guess that's how they were talking to the Lord. I, I guess, I don't know. They, were, I, they might have been tired of all the parables. I don't know. But yea, Lord. I mean, that I don't understand that. That yea. That that's, seems to be a little bit disrespectful. Translation, yes, Lord. We understand. Understanding involves responsibility, though. See. Isn't it frustrating when you teach somebody something and then you ask them, do they understand it? And then they say, yay. <laughs> and then you put them to the test to go do it and they don't know anything. I thought you understood it. Well, you know, uh, I guess I didn't. And so I, I, can't, I can't handle this responsibility. So we have to go back to the drawing board. One of the things I have taught my children is that with all that getting from the Word of God, get understanding now, and when you, before you do something, I taught my sons especially, thank God for the internet and YouTube. When YouTube first came out, I said, this is not going to be of any use whatsoever, and oh, I was wrong. My oldest son looked at the YouTube videos, and I would, I would say, okay, I want you to change out this radiator. Uh, I want you to take out this engine or whatever. And I, I said, and this is what I would do. I said, I want you to look at seven videos and read three articles. Or read, read seven articles on it and look at three videos and just do what they tell you to do. That's what he has done. That's what my son, Dan Ziegler, has done. And if they understand it, they go in there and they get it done. Thank God for YouTube. Uh, my daughters uh, have fixed, all of them have fixed some of the most scrumptious, greatest meals and desserts in the history of mankind. You know how? Now they don't go to their computer. They have they, they, they love their Kindles and they'll pull their Kindle out, pull out the ingredients, and uh, go right by that video or and the instructions and they, they got it. 
they good to go. Perfect. Because they understand it. If you don't understand something, you don't understand how things work, and you don't know how to measure stuff out properly, it's going to be a mess. A whole mess. To explain this, the Lord added a final parable to remind them of their responsibilities. And the thing about being a disciple is that you need to be disciplined in Christ and through Christ and under Christ to take on responsibilities for Christ. Because, see, uh, if you think God is playing, he's not. Uh, let me disabuse you of that foolish thought. When, God, when, when, when Jesus Christ gave the great commandment and the great uh, commission to us all, he meant it. And he wants you to do it. And the reason why we're in the mess we're in today is because we have not done it. We, we would rather follow some hippie to the gates of Disneyland thinking we're doing something. When we all, as uh, little people, went to Disneyland for fun, now we're going to go to the gates of Disneyland with, uh, behind a song leader rather than love God with all of our hearts and love all people and witness to them for Christ. If we, had, if we had done that over the past 50 to 60 years, we wouldn't have the mess and the chaos and the foolishness that we have in this country. And if we did not allow the false prophets such as Andy Stanley and others to enter into the church to do the damage that they have done, we would not be in the mess we're in today, but we have a bunch of hard-headed, stiff-necked, rebellious folk in the church, just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees who will not listen. And that's why we're in the mess we're in today. They must be scribes who discover the truth. The scribes began as a noble group under the leadership of Ezra. Their purpose was to preserve the law, study the law, and apply it, its truths, to daily life. By the way, you can read the Bible, and there may not be a principle or a precept straight up that you can obey. But I don't care where you read in the Bible, there are principles that you can apply to your life. If you're saved and born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, God will, apply, God will uh, provide some thoughts from just reading Chronicles that will speak to your heart that you need to apply. And so over the years... Their noble cause degenerated, as is with the case of many of people who claim to be uh, followers of God, into a routine task of preserving traditions and man-made interpretations. 
and adding burdens to the lives of the people. They were so wrapped up in the past that they ignored the present. Instead of sharing living truth from God's word, they merchandised dead doctrines and embalmed traditions that could not help the people. As believers, we do not search after truth because we have truth in God's Son, Jesus Christ, and God's Word. We are taught by the Spirit of Truth, who is truth. We search into truth that we might discover more truth. We are the disciples, we are the scribes, the students, who sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to his words. But you first must know Jesus. And so I have a question for you tonight. Do you know Jesus Christ as Savior? In the church, you might be like some of the hypocritical scribes and Pharisees and Sadducees. Religious, knowledgeable about the Bible, but lost. You don't know Jesus like Nicodemus did. If you were to die tonight, where would you go? Heaven or hell? Do you know Jesus Christ in the free pardon of your sins? Have you been born again? And I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you don't know Jesus Christ as Savior, you know it. And it's nothing but your pride that keeps you from humbling yourself to make it right. You're more concerned about what people think about you than doing what you should do. Now, if you are with us on tonight and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in him for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I have sinned and you have sinned, and so has the Pope. We all have sinned by breaking God's Ten Commandments, such as lying, stealing, lusting, coveting, dishonoring our parents, disobeying our parents, dishonoring God by taking his name in vain. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. God wants you to understand that you're going to die. The Bible says it is appointed unto men once to die. You have an appointment with death. You just don't know when. A grandfather and his four grandsons, do you know how proud he was of them and how much he loved them? Somehow got in the pathway of a demoniac who had escaped from 
a prison bus and he killed all five of them. Two young ladies standing in front of a mega church in Iowa today shot dead in front of a church on church property because an older guy was jilted in his mind by the beautiful younger lady about 10 years his junior uh, why am I telling you this because it is a point on you who wants to die and you're going to make that appointment and uh, and God wants you to know that one day you're going to you're going to leave this beautiful ball called earth And it is beautiful, make no mistake about it. And you're going to uh, go out into eternity. And if God will allow you to die and leave this beautiful ball called earth because of your sins, if you reject his son Jesus Christ and you don't believe in him, then my friend, God will allow you to go to hell, to burn forever. That leads me to point number three. Accept the fact that you are on the road to hell right now. If you have never passed by the cross, and if you have never believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ, the most loving Savior, uh, and the only Savior, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43-48, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter, halt into life, than having two feet to be cast into hell and into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not in the fire is not quenched. In other words, dear friends, hell is a real place. Hell is sad, hell is bad, and hell is bad news. But I have some good news for you. You do not have to go to hell. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world, he paid your sin debt. And so therefore, if you believe in Jesus Christ and believe his gospel, that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, you will be passed over. In other words, you will not go to hell as long as God can see the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ on your life. 
because he paid your sin debt. And Jesus Christ said the most important words ever in the history of the world when he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, just believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of God for you, so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart to save your soul today, and he will save you. Believe his word, Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess, and these are the words that made such a great impression on me, December the 19th, 1979. For God, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell, my dear friend. Saved to what? Saved to heaven to be with God. And guess what? God wants you in heaven. Imagine that. He wants you in heaven. And by the way, dear irreligious, irreligious one, don't let the church folks and their sin and foolishness block you from going to Jesus. You're letting them get closer than you are. Don't let the hypocrites cause you to go to hell. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. I hate to have to say that. I thought I would never have to say that, but I have to say that today. And those of you who are in the church but you're too proud to admit you're lost and get saved. Don't let pride cast you into hell. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Follow me in the sinner's prayer, believing in your heart that Jesus Christ died for you, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Holy Father God, repeat after me phrase by phrase. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments, that I have sinned against you repeatedly in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and save my soul. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins. 
Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle. And help me to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus. For it is in your holy name I do pray, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Uh, dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ today as your Lord and Savior, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian and the disciple that God wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer. Let's all stand for our closing prayer. Holy Father God, thank you for reminding us that we need to be disciplined, disciplined disciples based upon your holy word. Now Lord, this is a deep passage even though short. So Lord, help us to take our time getting through it. For Lord, there are some gems evidently in these two verses. Uh, that can change our lives. Lord, help your newfound, uh, uh, help your uh, new Christians who just got saved to pray and to read your holy word. And Lord, those who are already saved, Lord, help them to pray without ceasing. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time. I don't know why Jesus loved me.